Hi, this is Daniel Patrick Brennan, and this is the Wine is Food podcast. And we're back again with a, another international winemaker um, this week, uh, Gabriele Tami from uh, Italy. And uh, Gabriele and I talked a little while back, just before uh, he started harvest here in Hawks Bay, and we talked for a few minutes uh, as a bit of a test and uh, I think he's probably come a long way since then. Gabriella, say hello to the people out in podcast land. <laughs> hello to all the people on the podcast. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we kind of talked for a few minutes that day, and uh, I think I was trying to do a little more of a sound check and get a feel for things, but uh, I, I would imagine you've had a lot of experience here in Hawks Bay from – now till then uh, a lot of rain yeah since then. a lot of rain <laughs> a lot but uh we've survived and yeah, the yeah. wines are okay you know they're coming yeah, along yeah. yeah especially the reds some reds are really nice good that's what we like to Syrah's hear. my favorite yeah. yeah we have produced some syrah really nice mm. and um well let's first start with you and then we'll get to hawks bay in a minute um so you're from uh frioli region yeah and uh, you work, what's the winery that you work for in, in Friuli? I work in, uh, in the winery of my family, normally, mm-hmm. and so... Tommy. Tommy, it? Tommy. Yeah, Tommy, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. your last name. Yeah, last name. And what kind of wines do you produce there? Um, the, is- the history, the tradition of Friuli is white wines, mm-hmm. so we produce uh, 80% white wines, uh, a sweet one from dried grapes, Sweet, um, sweet wine from yeah, yeah okay. dry grapes and uh, mm, some reds, but mm, not a big amount, uh, not a big quality. Or what so. are the ca- the reds that you make there? Are they like a uh, Merlot and Cabernet. Merlot and Cabernet. Yeah. Okay. Also, want to mention we have our producer here, uh, Daniele. Uh, I'm sorry, I, he's such a new producer. I don't know his last name. So, uh, Rico. Rigon. So we have uh, another producer du jour this week. Uh, just, you know, making sure all the equipment is working correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's doing a, a good job. You know, we're up and running, and I'm just happy to have him here. So, uh, salute. 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 <laughs> um, so, uh, Merlot and Cabernet. Yeah, yeah. Cabernet right, Sauvignon. Yeah. Uh, Cabernet Franc. Cabernet Franc. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. And um, the whites, what are the white varieties? Oh, the big amount is um, of uh, Friulano, and that is an uh, autochthon variety of uh, Friuli. Mm-hmm. It's um, not so far from a Sovi. Okay. But, um, like herbaceous a bit and green? Like no, 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 but um, it's more on the... Um, and the structure really similar to a uh, As- sovi, yeah. but we have the sulfur compounds. Uh, okay. On the on the nose. Yeah, you get the thiols and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a, a lot of production of Pinot Gris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pinot Grigio. Yeah, Pinot Grigio. Yeah. Yeah, in Italian. It's okay. I'm a ma- American, so we good, have lots of good. A Pinot, Pinot Grigio. Grigio. Yeah, yeah. I think we. Ninety-nine uh, percent for the American market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. We mm. we like that. Dry, bone dry. Yeah, dry, dry. Not yeah. Uh, not like uh, French style, like Alsace style, no. Mm. And some production also of Sauvy, but uh, uh, Sauvignon Suave. Blanc. Oh, so, Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc, Blanc. Okay. yeah, but different from here, more on the 
on the teal com teal flavors. Teal flavors. Yeah, um, sulfur. Oh so yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, other any other way? Yeah, there is um, a sweet one mm -hmm. that's from um, the the name is Ramandolo. Oh, I'm not familiar with that yeah, one. Yeah, it's no. quite strange. It's autochthonous. We have only 55 hectares in all the world of this wine. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah you can produce it only on a little mountain, uh, on a little mountain uh -huh. um, near my house. Um, we harvest it really late and just before Christmas. And oh, when yeah, that is when late. It's so sweet. And mm. It's particular because I have a... Um, um big quantity of tannin also in the in the skin and in the flesh of the white yeah, yeah. so you have a white uh, with um, sugar residual with tannin and with a good acidity so it's quite strange it's nice but at the same time for a winemaker it's so difficult to find a balance yeah yeah that would be crazy yeah, yeah but know. at the same time is maybe the i mean like almost like a gewürztraminer or something or but not yeah without the aromatics but okay could be similar to uh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. but you must try it yeah i'd love to <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you I, must come to, to I, italy I, i've been to italy a couple times mm. uh, but i haven't i've been to veneto mm. um but i haven't when I was there, last time I was there in 2005, I didn't really, I had some wine there. We went to a couple, uh, like, very homemade wine mm -hmm. shops in Venice that were pretty cool. Uh, but I definitely did not get out into wine country at all, whereas um, I was in Tuscany. And we were, you know, out in the vineyards and stuff like that in Tuscany. And I think, um, I, I don't know, I could be... Um, you know, speaking for too many here, but I think a lot of uh, Americans outside of maybe Pinot Grigio, the mass part of the yeah, market yeah, thinks of, you know, the reds and the yeah. Tuscan reds and things like that. And they probably don't realize that in Northern Italy is a great amount of the production. Yeah, but so this is quite normal. You know, uh, uh, I, can, I can't uh, pretend that uh, all the Americans know my wine that is <laughs> made in 55 hectares. In, yeah. yeah, you know, all the appellation is 55 hectares. So mm. maybe the production is less than 1,000 hectares. Yeah. So. Oh, well, um, and... So this is that was your family's winery mm -hmm. and your little boy and yeah. playing around in the vineyards. Yeah, and exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And your dad uh, makes the wine. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, he's not a winemaker, but uh, I'm a person really passionate in winemaking, and uh, we are after some people like consultant that uh, that helps us. Mm. And now little by little, I'm. So you have a consultant, I'm, yeah, the and then you're gonna yeah sort of help. Take yeah. that over eventually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like I definitely have to come visit, you know. Yeah, maybe, yeah, Maybe yeah. consulting, you know. Yeah, I could <laughs> yeah why not? We can put some Malbec. No? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Some Malbec. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, and you have brothers and sisters? Or? I have two brothers older than me, but not really interested in winemaking. They mm -hmm. like, uh, they like uh, drink good wines. Mm hmm not too much uh, to producing no no yeah, yeah. oh uh, sometimes they help me and they're really good persons but and what's uh, their names daniele and andrea oh yeah so that's more daniel daniels and daniele yeah and yeah and, 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 and andrea andrea yeah yeah okay i know andrew yeah andrew sure the english yeah. version i like andrea that sounds, uh, it's good 
and um, uncles, anything else like extended family that are involved? Yeah, at the end, you know how is it working in Italy? No, it's, yeah, 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 the family is La Familia. Yeah, around, yeah, it's know? not that's it to explain. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, yeah. we have also but uncles, I mean, friends that they help us. The vineyards for generations, or yeah, 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 yeah. for four or five generations maybe that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Um, my my grandfather was um was a winemaker so my how do you say the father of my grandfather great grandfather great grandfather right. was a winemaker so it's mm -hmm. quite tradition and um so coming from an older tradition like that to mm -hmm. new zealand Oh, it's pretty strange. Pretty strange. Yeah. Also because I was in um, in France be be before coming here. Mm -hmm. I've done six months in Burgundy, six months in Bordeaux. Mm -hmm. That they have bigger tradition than us, maybe. Yeah. And coming here in the new world of wine, uh, it's quite strange. But at the same time, it's quite interesting because here um, things happen really fast. And yeah, I'm I'm absolutely. Oh, our producer is doing a great job. He's keeping our our glasses full. Which yeah, is, glass uh, of wine also for me. Yes, yes, yeah. I knew this guy had the talent for yeah. production as soon as I yeah. met him. You know, he's good. <laughs> um, but I think when I, I first talked to you, you started uh, tasting wine around Hawke's Bay a little bit. Yeah. You had been here for only a week or two or something. Yeah. And um, uh, I think... Even I was overwhelmed when I got to Hawke's Bay, and I didn't have any kind of upbringing like that. I more uh, came from the restaurant side and drank wine and, and um, sort of more of an education of wine, of, you know, regions and things like that. And even I was a bit overwhelmed uh, with how New Zealand, you know, and particularly Hawke's Bay, does so many different styles of wine in one region. Mm -hmm. um, I think when I first spoke to you, you were kind of put off by it a little bit. Have you, uh, are you still there or have you come around to realize that like, because I think I've come around to say, okay, yeah, I can see in land they can grow Pinot Noir and over here on the gravels they can grow Cabernet Sauvignon and over here they can grow Syrah and maybe over here Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay over here. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, and in the end, uh, after three months, uh, I have tasted maybe, I don't know, after the winery here in in Ox Bay, mm -hmm. so I have an idea more complex of the of the wine region, mm -hmm. and also I have tasted wines in Martinborough and Gisborne. Um, at the end, I can say that um, they need time, they need the kiwi to find the good um, uh, the good hair yeah. for each uh, wine. Yeah. So um, I think that. Syrah here can grow a little bit everything everywhere mm. because I have found some good Syrah from different vineyards, mm. but some other wines like uh, Bordeaux style wines uh, must grow. I don't know on Giba maybe, Gravels. Maybe Giba Gravels and that's yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and I that's would, it. Not other places. Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, Giba Gravels and maybe Tomata Hills where they get mm. that sun blazing. Yeah, uh, but I would agree with that. I think and um, I think. Uh, Syrah, and I think you said you and Merlot, but mm. Merlot can be tough. Uh, mm. Some places, Malbec. You said you thought. Yeah, I think they need time to understand what the herd can gives. Yeah, it's, it's so wine. young here. It's yeah, so, so young. young, so young. Twenty years. I mean, yeah, really. I'm, if if I look at I don't, at my winery, 
um, have vineyards that have 100 years. Mm. So we know what we can have from this winery, from this wine, mm. because my father was growing gra grapes there. My grandfather also. We know all the history. Here, there were only ships 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Sheeps. Yeah. Sheep. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and so, ships. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, and shit ship. too, and yeah. sheep shit too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they have done maybe eighty percent of the work. Yeah. Now they need to make the the hardest work, the other twenty. Yeah, yeah, to figure out what yeah. goes and. Um, but I tell you what, I do like the um, enthusiasm and the let's try this, let's try that, and uh, it is pretty interesting sometimes. Um, I know I went into some, you know, winery in, in Italy and it was like, he's, we make this and these two wines and mm -hmm. then you go and they were 200 years old or something. And then you go into a place in uh, New Zealand and the place is 10 years old and they have 20 different wines or something. Yeah. But at, at the end you need the um, natural selection. You yes. Know? Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, it yeah, you have put all what you can do and now we are, trying to understand what can what exit from best. yeah yeah and uh yeah so it's interesting and uh um and then as far as i i think it's been a tough season uh but as far as you know newer winemaking or, or you see much difference in the winery as far as i mean i know there's some regulation differences and obviously we can add sugar mm, and things like that yeah you can add sugar but Oh, I don't know. Also in France, they can do it. In Italy, no, but in France, they can. So, no, at the end, there's not big differences. I think there are big differences in, in the vineyards. Yeah, yeah, in the vineyards. Yeah, yeah. yeah in the vineyards, yeah, absolutely. And maybe the way of working here, all the people are more polite, relaxed. Yeah. Uh, it's quite quite good to, to work with these people. I like Kiwi, Kiwi mm. workers. Yeah. In Italy, a lot of times it's not like that, you know. So. Uh, maybe we are good people, but when you're working, oh, it's so hard. Is it, yeah. uh, what is it intense? You mean or, or it's intense, but at the same time, here you came in the morning, and all the people are so happy to see you. <laughs> okay, good morning. How are you? Okay, we can do this, and are excited to do that. Um, in Italy, sometimes, yeah, you know, it's more. Uh, I have to do this job. You must do that. <laughs> I don't want to know your problems. Uh, do it, and that's all. Yeah. Um, uh, more time you stay, more time you cost me. So sometimes. Yeah, yeah. The more I talk to you, the I gotta yeah, go. Do this, you know, yeah. at the end, the, the wines in Italy are really cheap. Absolutely, mm -hmm. really cheaper than the New Zealand. Yeah. So you have not too much money in the winery, and this. It's quite good, but at the same time, is it's bad. It depends about the thing. So yeah, yeah. it makes it them accessible, but there's that bottom line where you can only do certain things. Yeah, and when you sell wines at two point fifty euros, uh, you have to produce good wines at two point fifty euros. And if you are the leader of the market, mm. um, eighty percent of the times you will, as a winemaker, you will work in one of these company. So quite is quite difficult job. Mm. So because you have the neighbors of Spain and France, they're big producer and good producer, and you. And how how uh, how many how much do you produce at the family place at Tommy? Oh, uh, it's uh, about one point five uh, thousand hectoliters. 
And what's so? What's that translate into uh, cases or we can say or uh, liters? It, yeah, liters of wine or? in liters, it's uh, one point five thousand. Is uh, mm -hmm. fifteen? Or, oh, I don't know. I have done too much to make this conversion. I can say that we produce uh, uh, like five to six thousand cases. Oh, okay. Okay, and yeah, that's easy to yeah, yeah, and yeah. also uh, there that's are pretty small though. Bagging yeah. box and yep. yeah, Some cheaper stuff. Yeah, yeah, you got to do it, mm. pay the bills. Yeah, know. pay the bills, and also we have a lot of people that want to have yeah the in, you know yeah, in, house wine. You know? Yeah, in 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 Europe you have this tradition. Uh, you buy I don't know fifty liters, and you want a bottle for you. Bottle mm -hmm. him him. Oh, you bottle it yourself. Yeah, yourself. Oh, okay, cool. It's like, you know, I don't know what to do this Saturday. I can go buy 50 liters of wine. I can bottle <laughs> it. And, yeah, uh, I think um, uh, that's one thing that, I don't know, I probably grew up more with some more accessible and cheap wine and just, uh, you're right, a lot of wine here is almost a treat and it's very good, but some of it's, most of it's, I wouldn't say it's not as expensive uh, not the most expensive wine, but all the wine is at least pretty expensive for, yeah, yeah. for, for decent stuff. Whereas, you know, you can, you know, get some table wine in Europe that is very, very good. And yeah. it's and paid so and cheap no. and it comes in, a, yeah. you know, out of a carafe. And a, and yeah, exactly, and, uh, exactly. So a little bit different culture there. Um, and, and, and uh, but it's simple wine and a yeah. good wine and that's simple to drink uh, drink every day yeah drink, drink every, every day, day which is uh i don't know i i like, I, to, I, I like to make wine like yeah that, i think in, in lot of countries wines is um the, the people think that about wine only for the occasions no uh, for us it's every day yeah. maybe maybe two glasses a day mm. not a lot but no, every but day yeah i uh i, I try to, I, I end up living that way you know mm. uh even if i you know, with dinner or something, you have to have a... Yeah, you don't need a... But I'm not going to open uh, yeah, you don't $50 need, wine. Yeah, you, know? you don't need a Chateau Petrus every day. No, yeah. no, you have, a, you know, some good table wine. Mm. Though tonight we had some some nice wine for... Uh, Is that we had some really nice wines. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, they were, but they weren't, you know, I think that... Uh, so we had an Esk Valley Syrah tonight. It was 2010. It was quite a young wine. Uh, and this is where I think New Zealand wine shines is it was a $21 wine it's quite young it's going to age very well and $21 relative to you know I'd put that against a Rhone Valley Syrah or some kind of Syrah from Sonoma or something that are probably more like 50 or $60 a bottle and so you know you won't find New Zealand wine for five seven eight dollars but as soon as you get to that 12, 13, 14, 15, you start getting into the teens and the, and the 20s, especially in the $20 or the $30 range, the wines are just fantastic and very, uh, uh, there's a lot of them that are good and they're pretty easy to find. And uh, But once again, I think you go back to the Syrah that you're talking about and there's, there's not much Syrah planted. No, in, no, this in is really know, bad. It's a new thing. Well, it's new, you know. Yeah, yeah. They really didn't. Oh, it's it's bad because yeah. we want more of it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we want, want more, to drink absolutely. it. <laughs> um, they, um, no, I think I heard that, you know, uh, 2002 was really the first year that Syrah started 
getting at least on the radar of some wine reviewers and things like that. And um, I remember I did uh, har- my first harvest year was in 2008, and everybody was talking about how 2007 was this fantastic hot year, and all the wine, everybody got really ripe fruit, and you picked whenever you wanted because it was dry and a great year. And uh, when th- in 2009, when those 2007 Syrahs first st- got released, uh, there was a little bit of a, a backlash because 05 and 06, the Syrahs are just stunning beautiful wines most you know the people that were doing Syrah did beautiful wines those years and when the 07s came out people went oh shit it almost was like Aussie Shiraz because it was a hotter year and it was and it took me a year or so to realize and I thought that's the first year (laughs) that they had uh, that good of a year or that hot of a year for Syrah so that sort of shows how young the industry is here yeah, and yeah. how young particularly Syrah is, is. That was the first time they had a hot <laughs> yeah, vintage yeah. for Syrah ever. Yeah, know? it's incredible sometimes. And if you think it, uh, uh, if you measure the the years mm. of the wines, of the vines, you need uh, centuries yeah. and here you need months yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's 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 a yeah it's like pennies on the dollar it's months to the century or something yeah, yeah. so um yeah well um so you are we were talking earlier you might be thinking of going to california to do a harvest why not why not um i'm interested a lot in united states generally to visit it not only in mm-hmm. wine way uh and go to california to work a little bit could be a good thing to bring a little bit of money and at the same time know people visit Mm -hmm. also because i have now two friends that are there julianne and then me yeah yeah you you come through i said you come through philadelphia and you can uh, bring some Tommy wine to uh, yeah. to, to my family's restaurant ah, in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Why not? And we'll do Why a wine not? tasting. Yeah, this is where it, this is how these things happen. You know, thank God for our producer here tonight to put us together. You know, he's keeping the fire roaring. As um, I I, t- I took a little drive up here. I thought I lived out in the a little bit outside of town, and uh, I took a drive way up. Uh, you're working for Sacred Hill right now, and I'm way up in an area called Pukatapu, yeah. which is uh, up in the hills where their uh, cellar door is, tasting room for some people that call it that, and uh, just a really cool old house, and I had to pull in the driveway and call, call them on the phone to say, uh, mm. oh, where the hell am I at? Cause <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the house is, it's just driveways and go in different directions and um yeah if you like live in the forest uh, f- free yeah this is the right place yeah yeah new mm. zealand is uh certainly uh coming from uh the u.s but i'm sure even europe is uh totally different world yeah you know and yeah, like yeah. we were saying earlier the sky is bluer it's bigger and all that kind of stuff so uh certainly an exciting place to uh be a part of wine growing and and you see the potential of all the weird soils and, you know, some of the, uh, you know, I'm sure some of it has to do with the fact that it's younger vines and you get more forward fruit. But the young, the really young soils here, because uh, New Zealand's like, I think, one of the youngest, um, if not the youngest 
uh, soils in the world. Mm-hmm. So to f- you know the the fruit that comes off of anything, apples, anything, it's yeah, just, yeah. it tastes. Oh, so the fresh. apples is incredible. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. yeah. yeah we great. are addicted addicted to apples. You're addicted. To yeah. Apples. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like we have no apples in Italy because yeah we are buying apples every day. We we are. Yeah, oh, st- yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, you're drifting. You're drifting. Yeah, sorry, away. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're relaxing too yeah, much. Yeah, feel, feel free, it's feel a, relaxed. It's a yeah. chat by the fire. You yeah. Know yeah. Um, so, um, and you're only here for a couple more weeks, right? Yeah, two, three weeks. I will go to Marlboro to visit my friend. He's working there for. And you haven't been down to Marlboro yet? No, no. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, that's uh, it's beautiful there in its own way as well. You know, mm. it'll be. Uh, you're gonna take the ferry down. Yeah, ferry, and after come back with the with the with the um, fly directly to to Oakland. Oh, that's to a good way to go food. because, you know, leaving Wellington is good. But I think the thing that I always remember and will always remember, and I've done it uh, twice, is when you leave Wellington and you can kind of see the South Island mm-hmm. if it's a clear day from there but um when you come into the marlboro sounds into all the bays with the when you're on the boat and you're like you you get to the south island but then you sort of go through these uh, other islands and and the bays and it's called the marlboro sounds and it's pretty magical you know if sometimes you catch a cloudy day and it's Mm -hmm. misty and it's like no other thing you've seen you know and Mm -hmm. uh that'll be a good good trip for you sure of that so you go the marlboro and then fly back up here fly back directly to Auckland so I can bring my flight and come back to Italy because I have to go gotta go to work straight I have to go to work because my father is quite upset that I'm not there working Uh, but I have to go um, to Bordeaux to speak with some wineries um, because maybe I'm going to have another harvest in Bordeaux Mm. so you're onward and upward and uh, out there again and uh we'll have to come up with another time to chat again you know we'll have to yeah. keep in touch yeah why not um we have uh vinnie dot it is the website so www.vinitami exactly dot it uh, if you want to check out uh the property and everything and um i'm gonna get your email address too i didn't get that from you but if anybody wants to send me questions for Gabrielli uh, or anything about Frioli wines, I'm going to post some stuff up on uh, the website and uh, you know the iTunes link and uh, iTunes link and everything. Um, and I will always say I have to mention our sponsor, Decibel Wines. Yeah, Decibel Wines. Sure, you've had the Malbec. R- Malbec, Malbec, best Malbec in the world. I think. Best. Yeah. This guy, I'll tell you, man, is good. You definitely get another yeah. interview. I say that you. only because I don't produce Malbec. So, <laughs> yeah. your can. Yeah. It's good. I produce it's the good. best Pinot Gris in the world. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. You produce the best Malbec. Well, uh, okay? I got to come and taste it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, the next interview I do is in Italy, but yeah. potentially maybe in Napa or, or Philadelphia yeah. or somewhere mm-hmm. uh, that you're passing through. And I'll get some information up on uh, Gabrielli. And if you guys have any questions email me at wineisfood at gmail.com and this is the wine is food podcast i want to thank our producer this evening uh daniele fantastic job and of course uh gabriele for a uh for sitting in with us and cooking me some fantastic pizza tonight i was yeah i can't 
I've never had pizza like that in my life. Oh, I must say, and I, you know, I thank you, thank you. Oh, it's just fantastic. So, uh, uh, salute, salute, cheek, and uh, we'll catch you guys soon. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, this is Daniel again. Just wanted to thank Gabrielli, Tommy, for speaking to me. Uh, Gabrielli is back in Italy now. Um, uh, so it's been a, l a few days since I spoke with him, uh, but he was heading out of town, so I'm glad I was able to sneak that interview with him again. And as I said, I hope to speak to him again. He sounds like he might be going off to France, and uh, maybe next interview I can do with him in Frioli. And you guys should check out that Frioli region. He's actually from the area around the Udine, or I'm actually not positive how to pronounce it, U-D-I-N-E. Uh, and you should check it out, Google it see where it's at a really fascinating area uh, sort of set between the Adriatic Sea and the Alps uh, in the very northwest uh, or I'm sorry northeast part of Italy up near the Slovenian border and uh, really neat to talk to a guy whose family's been doing it for that long and and uh, again sort of sense the the pride uh, in and you know carrying on the family tradition and everything he does uh, have a website his family's website is vinitami.it it's v-i-n-i-t-a-m-i dot i-t and apparently it's under some construction now but um you know i'll definitely post post it and put it on the website uh, and then maybe in the near future it'll come live again uh, but there are some of the wines up and you can google tommy uh, wines from frioli uh, if you have any questions for Gabrielli, just email me at wineisfood at gmail.com. Also want to thank Daniele Riggio for being the producer on this one and helping us out and cooking up some nice pizza uh, up in the hills of Risington where we recorded it. Um, thanks to Daniele, and I really hope to speak to him sometime. Uh, he's from the Veneto, which is basically around Venice, uh, where they do some nice whites and reds. And, uh, yeah, just hope to keep in touch with those guys. That's sort of the point of this whole thing is to tell these stories and, you know, hopefully check in with these guys again at some point. Uh, great, great way to, to tell these stories and, and hopefully reach you guys because um, there's just so many interesting people doing this from all different walks of life. And I'm absolutely blessed and lucky to have – uh, the opportunity to meet these people and uh, next week I'm actually speaking to a guy uh, named Jad Mika who's a winemaker from Indonesia and uh, th I, th I know that's going to be real interesting so uh, yeah we're just going to keep spanning the globe and trying to talk to as many people from as many different backgrounds as we can as we uh, sort of tell this story in wine so uh, thanks again uh, to Gabrielli and I just wanted to say Keep checking decibelwines.com. We have uh, some interesting stuff happening there, not only with the podcast, but with some new wines hitting uh, the U.S. this week. Uh, should be available online in the next couple weeks. And we'll be in Pennsylvania, particularly Philadelphia, with the wines ahead of my trip coming in July. But I expect, you know, by probably the end of June, we'll have some, some of the 2010 Malbec available for you guys in Pennsylvania. And hopefully even sooner uh, for sale online. I don't want to guarantee any specific date as it's still got to clear customs and do all that stuff. But uh, we're pretty psyched to get in uh, the Pinot Noir. Uh, we did with Chris Reed, who we interviewed in the first week of this podcast. Uh, that Martinborough Pinot will be available as well. We just had about 33 cases come in, so sort of a uh, real special little project and really excited to get that wine underway as well. 
Um, at Decibel Dan on Twitter, decibelwines.com. Obviously, you can check out vitisdivine.com, which is our sort of blanket site uh, for all of the wine growers that I work with. And, um, uh, you know, a little education on New Zealand wine through there. Uh, Facebook on Decibel Wines, Wines Heard Around the World is uh, the new slogan that I'm going with. So, um, yeah, drop us a line. Again, it's wineisfood at gmail.com, at Decibel Dan on Twitter. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to Jad Meek next week. Cheers.